Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy podcast. I'm Declan, the son. And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes, bizarre occurrences, and get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. To lighten things up, we'd like to end our time with a chaser. Please keep in mind some of our stories might be upsetting to young or sensitive ears. We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to contact us by email or social media. You can find our contact info in the show notes for this episode. If you'd like to support us through Patreon, you can find us there at Brutal bizarre and boozy podcast or use the link in our oh hi if you're looking for another spooky and funny podcast to add to your rotation check out anything bones now part of the Podmoth network hey boneheads i'm sophie schwartz and i'm caitlin hart and we're the hosts of anything bones the podcast where we talk about bones and bone related topics so what are bone related topics Thank you for asking, Caitlin. This can be anything from mausoleums to murderers, famous skeletons to cadaver dogs. Bone churches, mummies, serial killers. You'll hear about them all. And sometimes we have guests stop by and tell us their favorite bony tales. Check out Anything Bones on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or wherever your little heart desires. We release new episodes every Saturday. Bone Voyage! Alrighty, Mom, what story do you have for us today? I am going to be telling you about the Delphi murders from Indiana. Happened in 2017, but there's been some recent developments. Last year, someone was arrested for it, finally, and it hasn't gone to trial. So this is... Not a complete story, but it is a new, uh, some new interesting information on it. So I'm going to be telling you about that. And what are you going to be telling us? I'm going to be talking about Mussolini's UFO, which I have to say was very hard to find information on, but I've got some, some stuff. Okay. Interesting. I look forward to hear that. And to go with my drink, or the drink to go with my story, is the Mussolini cocktail. Consists of three ounces of amaretto and one ounce of vodka. Pretty easy. Just mix it in a cocktail glass with ice. So, you ready to try it? Unfortunately, yes. I am ready to try it. You don't like amaretto? I think it no. tastes like Dr. Pepper to me. It actually isn't as gross as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like the Godfather. And no, amaretto's it's not. But I think the Godfather had amaretto in it. And all I remember was that it was a horrible, disgusting, nasty drink. Well, this is not as bad. It also had scotch in it. And scotch is very mm. forward. Like it overwhelms most. Yeah other flavors i don't i'm not a huge fan of scott but since it's got vodka like all i it just tastes like dr pepper syrup it it's definitely better than what i was expecting yeah it's sweeter than what i was expecting i don't think i've ever had amaretto just by itself before so this isn't it's not terrible it's not great right 
Yeah. Back so in the if you day. Mix that with club soda, it actually isn't that bad. Like it's oh. not a Dr. Pepper, but it it tastes kind of similar an alcohol- in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. Or if you mix it with um Sprite oh. or some other kind of sweeter beverage, so then it kind of Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty good. I like it. So let's get into this UFO. Okay. Okay. So just a warning for everyone. The only like real information I could find on this was translated from Italian to English. And it oh. a lot of it seemed like the person who translated it, English was their second language and Italian was okay. their first. So. Okay. Makes sense. Let's get into it. In 1933, nearly 14 years before the Roswell incident, Italy had its own Roswell incident. Italy had several UFO sightings leading up to this incident, and with the first being in 1931 near Venice. Several people report seeing a flying dish-shaped object hovering in the sky and moving very erratically. It is believed that this uh, that after this event, Mussolini started up the super-secret group called the RS-33 Cabinet. The group's mm-hmm. name roughly translates to Special Research Group 33. Their task was to investigate the 1931 UFO sightings. But little did they know they would have something uh, much stranger on their hands two years later. In 1933, a a metallic disc was seen flying over an Italian military base. This was obviously concerning, so they decided to send two fighter pilots after the object. However, it was traveling so fast that the fighter pilots weren't able to catch up to it. So it was just leaving them in the dust. Well, how fast were those planes flying back then? I mean, probably not that fast, but definitely not not as as fast fast as those super crazy like F-22s we have now or whatever, but right. it's still an airplane. It has to go very fast to even be in the air, but... True, true. Uh, it was seen nearly an hour later and was described as a torpedo shape with two objects trailing it, seemingly not mm. connected to the craft, but not changing location to the main craft. That makes any sense. So it's like... Oh, Okay. A torpedo with two, like, orbs behind it, but the orbs weren't changing their position to the craft at all. But they didn't okay. seem like they were connected in any way. So it was like the, okay. they were just perfectly locked into place somehow. So more, like, electronically tethered or something rather than physically. Yeah, kind of like a magnet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that makes a sense. Magnet okay. repels. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Okay. The two pilots returned to the base as the object left them in the dust. A few hours later, it was reported that five Italians were injured after an object object crashed near them, emitting a bright blue flash. RS-33 was sent to the scene and reportedly collected the crashed object to be studied later. The object was taken to SIAI Marchetti, which is like a... An Air Force base. I don't know if okay. the Italians call their plane division the Air Force, but it's Probably essentially an not. Air Force base, which was near Milan. Okay. 
It was originally believed by the Italians that this object was some unknown Nazi aircraft, which wasn't really a far stretch given the number of scientific discoveries and inventions created by the Nazis. They made, like... So, just to put it into context, I'm planning on doing this topic in a later episode, but Operation Paperclip was done by the uh, CIA to recruit Nazi soldiers before they made it to the Nuremberg trials. And a lot of those Nazi scientists helped uh, get the first man on the moon. So, Oh, I think you've mentioned Operation Paperclip before. Yeah, it's pretty famous because it was uh, declassified like a while ago, but it's still like you save these people who design like mass torture devices and let them work on a rocket Ew. to go to the moon at NASA. <laughs> it's just weird. But uh, that yeah, that's true. Context why a lot of people would believe that this could be Nazi, like a Nazi project because right. they can get to the moon then they can maybe make an aircraft or something. But True. Uh RS-33 discovered that this, in fact, was not something created by the Germans and was suspected to come from extraterrestrial origins. Since it wasn't a Nazi craft, uh, and this was in the middle of World War II, um, RS-33 shared most of their findings with the Nazis, which would later lead to the reported development of Nazi UFOs. So they kind of played off of each other. They would send all the information that RS-33 got from this thing over to the Nazis, and the Nazis would try and use that to create their own UFOs. And there's, like, you, if you look it up, you can find schematics of Nazi-built UFOs, if you could call them that. It's just, like, a it what looks like a UFO, but I don't think they were ever actually created. It was okay. more of, like, just blueprints and stuff. Drawings. Since a lot of this stuff took place um, right before World War II, a lot of the research was slowed, meaning that uh, this object they recovered just sat in a hangar for multiple years. And it would have been forgotten by many if it wasn't for whistleblower David Grush, who I think we talked about in a previous episode. So I'm probably saying Mm. his last name wrong because it's a weird last name. But he was the one who just came out recently to Congress and said i think the biggest quote was we you, the u.s has obtained extraterrestrial biologics or whatever that he said mm, okay but this was actually part of his um speech to congress he mentioned that uh in 1945 the first armored division captured the saia marchetti aviation facility which is where the 1933 UFO crash was kept. He reported that the first UFO in United States possession was this UFO. So since this happened years before Roswell, they actually had this UFO in their position or possession. Oh, before. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Super weird. And, Uh, I think I said this in the beginning, but the RS-33 was specifically developed by Mussolini to uh, research these UFO sightings and 
potentially right. crashed okay. UFOs. Interesting. Did Mussolini see this particular UFO or any UFOs? Is there any history about that? Uh, well, so Mussolini and Mussolini's son were some of the only people that weren't in RS-33 that had contact contact with it. So, yes, him and oh. his, his son found out first and let Mussolini know, according to this guy who translated Story. all these documents. So, okay. Yeah. Right. According to this guy, yes, Mussolini and Mussolini's son were able to see it. And also oh. the researchers in RS-33, which was led mm. by a Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist in Italy. But I can't pronounce his name, so... Wow. Yes, the, a lot of the information on this came from, um, like, redacted military files written by RS-33. Wow. Super weird. That's some crazy stuff. And it makes me wonder, like, we, the U.S. has a lot of UFO lore and sightings and whatnot, but we don't really hear too much from other countries. Right. I bet you they have a ton of stuff in other countries. Oh, for sure. They'd have to. I mean, obviously, UFOs aren't just coming to the United States. If they exist and if yeah. they contain aliens and if all of those things are true, they didn't just go, oh, we're just going to go to this one spot and not anywhere else. I mean, we've covered yeah. several UFO stories from other countries, so... Okay, Mom, tell us about your story. Okay. Well, this is about the Delphi murders from Indiana. Do you Have you heard of that story before? For some reason, I'm... Like, the Delphi murders of Indiana reminds me of the Hi-Fi store. That's what I... I oh. thought Delphi sounded familiar, but I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of the Hi-Fi murders that I did. Yeah, could be. So yeah, uh, these are two teen, teenage girls. Yeah. So um, Abigail Williams, who went by Abby, was born on June 23rd, 2003 in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, to her mother, Anna Williams. She grew up in Delphi, Indiana. She had a lot of interests, including playing the saxophone, reading, making art, and playing volleyball. She enjoyed a lot of outdoor activities, including camping, riding ATVs, and swimming. Abby was close with her friend Libby, and the two were planning their high school years together. Liberty German, known as Libby, was Abby's best friend. Libby was born December 27, 2002, in Lafayette, Indiana, to Derek and Carrie. She had similar interests to Abby and was in the school band. She also enjoyed making art, doing crafts, and going on vacations. Abby and Libby were in the eighth grade at Delphi Community Middle School. They went for a mountain hike uh, on February 13, 2017 at the Monin High Bridge, an abandoned railway bridge that was over Deer Creek. Libby's older sister, Kelsey, dropped off the pair for their walk through the woods in the early afternoon. 
They were supposed to meet Libby's dad at 3.15 p.m. And when they failed to do so, the family searched for a couple of hours. So they were looking around the area trying to find any sign of the girls. When they didn't see the girls, didn't find them for, you know, two hours, then they called the police. So it was a couple hours later that the police were notified. A Sorry, quick search of the area. Uh, 13 and 14. That's, I feel like that's too young to let your kids walk through the woods alone. Well, this was like a hiking trail. So. Oh, okay. You know, it's not like they just dropped them off in the middle of nowhere and said, "Uh, peace out. See ya. Hope you make it home. This was like an actual hiking trail. You know, like if you would think about like our neighborhood, if you wanted to go hiking up the mountain, we'd know roughly where you were kind of thing. Although I probably wouldn't let you in our area because I'd be afraid that a cougar would eat you mm-hmm. because yeah, there's one was seen recently. There's <laughs> well, there's always cougars in our area and, and our friend Gina just saw one while she was hiking a couple weeks ago. So eh. while she was hiking. Yes. Holy while shit. she was hiking. Yeah. Yeah, scary. We should see if we can get her on the podcast and talk about that for one of our chasers. That sounds like. Oh, yeah, she might. She she might. I'll have to ask her. Let us know if you guys would be interested in that as a little chaser, just having like a crazy story from a guest. A wild story. Yeah. And if anybody else is interested in telling us a crazy little story as a chaser, we'd be happy to have you on. Of course. Um, So back to Delphi. Um, a quick search of the area didn't find the girls initially. However, their bodies were found the next day. They were found about three quarters of a mile from the bridge on the north bank of Deer, of Deer Creek. There was no immediate suspect, but there were some interesting clues. Libby had taken a picture of a man walking towards them on the bridge at around 2 p.m. on the day they disappeared. The picture was unfortunately I know about these murders. I know. Yeah. I've seen that picture. Yeah. You've seen the picture and you've probably heard the, the audio it's recording. Terrifying. Yeah. 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 So exactly the picture um it was kind of a grainy picture. It was of a white male wearing jeans, a blue jacket, walking with his head down and wearing a hat. From the picture he appeared to be middle-aged. In my opinion, I think he looked middle-aged. At first, the man was listed as a person of interest, and then four days later, he was labeled as the prime suspect. Libby not only took a picture of someone, but she also made a short recording. That was of a male voice uh, that could be heard directing the girls to go down the hill. So it's a recording of him saying guys down the hill or down the hill is what the police released to the media and everything for a while. Um, and I don't know if I would recognize somebody's voice by just saying three to four words. I don't think I would recognize somebody's voice in that just over that, those short words, you know, but Unless you were Police very were close hoping. To the person, yeah. True. 
Yeah, police released the picture and the audio recording to the public, hoping that someone could identify him. A few hikers that were also in the area that day um, commented about seeing a similar looking man to the picture. Um, one hiker said that he was muddy and bloody and then um, also mentioned that there was a suspicious vehicle that they had seen. And the vehicle was backed up to an old building, which made people believe someone was trying to hide the license plate. Um, I, I don't know that I would assume just having a vehicle backed up to a building would make it suspicious because I know a lot of people who back up to buildings because back it's just easier to I get park. out. I know you do. Only time I and so does your dad. I, only time I don't back up is at fucking Carter's house because apparently his apartment complex doesn't allow it. Oh right, <laughs> crazy! It's so weird. <laughs> Dumb as hell. So I don't know that I would find that suspicious, but some people did find that yeah. suspicious. The vehicle description, though, of this suspicious vehicle was kind of all over the board. Some people said it looked like a sedan. Some people said it looked like a PT cruiser or a smart car, which I don't know how any of those things look familiar. Those but... are not related at all. No. A sedan is very different than a PT cruiser and a smart car. Right. A police sketch was done based on the picture and the reports, but these didn't lead to any particular person. So they released... Um, you know, a sketch of a middle-aged looking man with a goatee, facial hair, uh, wearing a hat and nothing, nobody came forward and said, I think I know who that is. Um, two years after the girls had been killed, law enforcement released a new sketch that they said more accurately depicted the suspect. Why they think that, I don't know, but the two sketches were pretty different in my opinion, when I looked at the sketches, I was like, these are not the same person. Um, the first sketch showed um, what I would describe as a middle-aged man with a goatee. And the second showed a man without any facial hair and looked younger than the original sketch. But regardless, police believe the suspect was um, more accurately depicted by the second sketch. They believed that the suspect was very familiar with the area, either um, because he lived in Delphi or having visited the town frequently. The cause of death was not released at the time, and there was no, um, but there was other evidence on Libby's phone. The police were holding that back for in the event that it ended up going to trial. So they had some more information. Maybe that's where the more accurate sketch came from. I don't know because some of the details, because it hasn't gone to trial yet, I think they're still holding a lot of the details back. Wait, it still hasn't gone to trial yet? It has not gone to trial yet. We're gonna, I'm going to talk a little and, bit about why that is. And it happened back in what? 2017, but... 2017 was when it happened, but they didn't arrest anyone until last year. Oh. Yeah. Am I just not paying attention? Did you say this stuff already? It's very possible. Yeah, I'm not I think attention. so. Okay. Yeah, my bad. 
Sorry, everybody. It's okay. I'm, it's all right. I've got a crazy cat behind me doing shit. <laughs> I think I mentioned it at the very beginning when we first started chatting. Okay. Um, okay, yeah. After our technical difficulties, yeah. Right. We've we've kind of lost a few brain cells in the yeah. technical difficulties department. Sorry, um, everybody. If this episode seems all over the place, just it was a technical difficulty. Yes, we've had a few today, this attempt at yes. recording so far. So another thing that they found at the scene was they found an unspent bullet on the ground between the girls' bodies. Hmm. But they didn't say that the girls had been killed by being shot. And there has been some information that has come out since the arrest about how the girls died. And we're going to talk about that in a minute, but I don't Let's believe that either that. of them were shot. Yeah. So we're, and we're going to talk about the gun or the bullet. So for many years, the case stalled with no suspects being identified. Uh, five and a half years later in October of 2022, police stated they had a suspect. They arrested a man named Richard Allen. He was a 50-year-old married pharmacist. Allen was interviewed back in 2017. He admitted to being on the trail the day that the girls were killed, saying that he was there to watch fish. Now, I don't know. That seems odd to me as an, any explanation as to where you would be at any time watching fish. Okay, the only time, right, <laughs> exactly, the only explanation. Only I've ever watched fishes at your dad's house when he used right. to have a koi pond. <laughs> right, a koi pond. Fish. You right. can't watch a fish in a, okay, whatever, sorry. The sorry. only other time I could say that I watched fish that weren't like in an aquarium that were out in the wild was when we were in Alaska and the fish were running up that stream or and the, you couldn't the lady ripped the fish out of the ocean with her hands. Yes. <laughs> that was crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only time I've ever watched fish. But anyway, that was his explanation as to why he was there. At the time, he owned a Ford Focus, which police believed matched the description of the suspicious vehicle other hikers had reported. So apparently a Ford Focus resembles a PT Cruiser or a smart car. It's a, which, I mean, I can understand if people don't know cars because Ford Focus is really small. And yeah, but it doesn't look like a PT Cruiser. A hatchback is a, or a PT Cruiser is a hatchback. So is a Ford Focus. I mean, if you don't know cars, you, everybody knows what a PT Cruiser looks like, but not everyone knows what a Ford Focus looks like. And if you see a hatchback car, I guess you could technically assume they look similar because they're both hatchbacks, but. Sure, then say a hatchback vehicle, but don't be like, oh, yeah. it was a, I don't know. It just seems like a far-fetched like leap to cruiser, me. But they're both no. high hatchbacks, so that's the only connection I can see between them. I think Ford Focuses are ugly, but 
So are PT Cruisers. Well, so maybe are PT Cruisers. Maybe they exactly. were trying to say it was an ugly hatchback. It was an ugly but, car. Yeah. Just, <laughs> they should just said that. I'm, it was an ugly vehicle that was backed up against a yeah. building. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so he also owned a gun that matched the caliber of bullet found at the scene. And markings but, on the bullet were consistent with his gun. Okay, so... I have some questions about that. I don't know yes. if you have answers, but what I caliber probably was don't. It? it was a forty. Forty. The forty caliber handgun. I, you don't really get striations unless the unless bullet's been fired. It. So if it was an unspent right. round, how were they able to link it to his gun? Okay, and not being a forensic technologist or even a gun aficionado i had that same question but according yeah. to his arrest documents the bullet had markings similar to that would have matched his gun so i don't know it was really confusing I to me that's really sketchy on police parts i I really, yeah, I, I don't, don't, obviously I don't I'm not know. a forensic, I know a lot about guns and I don't think that you can get markings unless the bullet's been fired, but I obviously, but that's I what I thought too, or forensic scientist. So I don't, right. That's what I, I thought too. But I mean, apparently there must be something to it because that was one of the main reasons that they arrested him. So it wasn't that he had a 40 bullet. caliber bullet and a 40 caliber gun. That wasn't the yeah. argument. The argument yeah. was that it matched his gun. So somehow it was ejected. Point. I don't know. Because the only striations would be from I mean, firing it, right? I I'm firing would cause uh the striations on the bullet, but mm -hmm. like the the bullet itself, but not the casing. I I guess yeah. maybe if they're able know. to somehow see like what magazine it was in. I'm assuming maybe because all magazines on a gun look different. I'm Are assuming different. they yeah. Maybe that's it. I don't, I don't know. know. But it, it seems like a bit of a stretch, in my opinion. They, if it's an unspent they did bullet, say they matched. I obviously don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I believe police because they know more than yeah. I do. But it seems a little fishy. That's all I'm saying. I, it does. Well, maybe that's why he was watching fish. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna let that slide. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> it was just right there. It was right there. Yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> the trial has been delayed a few times, and there have been some changes in Allen's legal representation. In September of this year, 2023, his defense team claimed that there was evidence that Abby and Libby had been killed by a cult. They stated the manner of death was ritualistic and was done by more than one person. They claimed that mm. sticks um, and the girl's blood were used to draw symbols related to Odinism, which is a religion based in Norse tradition. Alan denied being involved in Odinism cults, but uh, the prosecution the prosecution said 
we're not buying this cult theory. This is BS. No, we're not even going to address it. You guys are fishing. Ha, huh, more fish. Um, and so the prosecution just said, no, it had nothing to do with a cult. Um, soon after making this claim, Alan's defense team quit and he was forced to get new attorneys. Apparently there had been a leak of very graphic crime scene photos from one of the previous attorney's offices, which is why they quit. The, those attorneys later claimed that they were coerced to quit by the trial judge. They then offered to return to the case, but were prevented from doing so by the judge, even though Alan requested that they be allowed to represent him. So basically the crime scene photos got out, the defense team quit and then came back and said, no, 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 we want to represent him again. We want to go through with this to trial. And the trial judge said, no, you are not. I am not allowing you to participate in this trial whatsoever. He's getting new representation because those crime scene photos had been leaked directly from that office. Now, they, the, there's no evidence that the attorneys themselves leaked it. Um, from what I was reading, it was like, somebody who had previously worked there that had leaked the photos, but needless to say, they were trying to keep those photos from being seen and now they're out there. So the trial judge said, no, you guys are out period. You're not coming back. doesn't matter if he wants you to re represent him or not. So. Yeah. Once those trial photos, like I've been, keeping an eye on a couple of trials of like rappers and stuff and mm -hmm. anytime there's a major like even like something you wouldn't think that matters it really affects the trial mm -hmm. and... it does yeah and th these were described as graphic crime scene photos of the girls so i I probably could have found them by if I wanted to go look and I didn't want to. I don't want to see don't. that. No, so, no one looked. Yeah, I don't need to see it. Yeah. There's so at photos this time, of probably all of our cases that we talk, oh, talk about. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, at this time, the trial has been delayed until October of 2024 because the new attorneys need time to review the entire case and then plan their defense. So. It was initially set over for January of 2024 and the new attorney said that's not going to give us enough time. So they requested it be put out again. So now it's October 2024. Who knows what will happen in the next year, but that's the status that it is right now. And the cult stuff just no came out like two months ago. What's that? Yeah, there's no way it's a cult, but hopefully no more photos are leaked or anything. Yeah, yeah. That needs to be, right? go to trial ASAP. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if he doesn't go to trial until October of next year, then he will have been in prison for two years before going to trial. Yeah. So uh, that's a long time. I'm not even going to get into legal stuff, but. Nope. Chaser, we'll just start. We'll I do have a like chaser. chaser. 
Okay. I do have a chaser, and my chaser is um, a watch recommendation for the show Another Life on Netflix. Um, Dad and I recently binged it. Um, it is basically a UFO lands on Earth and creates this giant crystal structure, and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what it means and how to communicate with it and where it came from. And the flip side to the story is that they send, they think they know where it originated from. Uh, So they send a, uh, they send astronauts and spacecraft and stuff to where they think they can find it and find answers as to what it is. It's a really cool show. It's pretty cute. it's, you know, one of those where like, really, it's this couple that just keeps fighting, whatever, but it's, it's a good show. I highly recommend it. And it's, it's a fun little watch. It's not too heavy and it's not too That's graphic and yeah, it's a good show. What's your chaser? So my chaser is a new fish I discovered. I mean, I didn't discover it. Someone discovered oh, it no. a long time ago. But are we back to fish? The yes, we're we talked a lot oh. about fish this episode. So I figured <laughs> apparently it this is the fish but episode. It's called the tripod fish, and it's one of those oh. like bottom dwellers that you have to like. They're hard to discover, you know. Uh huh. And I'm gonna try my best to pronounce a scientific name. Oh, but okay, give me good a luck. Break, so. Bathyteros gralator. It's called the tripod fish, though, and it's nice. this weird blue fluorescent fish that has super long extensions on its fins, and they're like little feet on a tripod. So it has three. Oh. It has two sticking out from the front bottom and one out of the back tail, and it'll just swim and then sit itself on these little tripod feet. And then, like, oh. just sit still. And it's got the craziest looking fins. Like, it looks like something out of a comic book. It's a weird looking fish. I I'm thought looking it was at pictures cool. right now. Saw... It's trippy. I saw a video of it online, and it looks super weird. It's one. Of... It just, like, sits in place, and then it'll get up and swim away, and then sit in another place. It's super funky. Um, does it say how big it is? Like, is it a bigger um, fish or is it little, like a a small, tiny fish? It's kind of it, hard to tell from, from what the pictures. I've seen. It looks like a about like trout size, but it okay. could just be the way the camera is angled. Let me look up okay. the size of this bad boy. It's about, oh, it's about a foot long. So, yeah, about trout. Okay. Trout, trout size. size. And like, small a, trout. like a big trout. Interesting. Yeah. Super that funky a... looking guy, though. It just hangs out on yeah. the bottom of the ocean. I Very like the cool. colors on it, though. Like, the fins are, like, super bright blue. Like, sky blue, almost. Hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. cool. So, that's my weird chaser. If you guys like fish, nice. look up a tripod I like fish. It. <laughs> cool. 
Oh, I have a non-chaser addition to uh, our discussion. And that is to, um, I reorganized our Patreon account so that it is just one tier now, making it a little bit more accessible to people. So it's just a single tier and you get some cool gifts if you join and all of that. So just wanted to update everyone on that for our Patreon. Awesome. Go ahead and follow us over there if you guys like our content. Yes, help us pay for alcohol. (laughs) Yes, you will directly sponsor our (laughs) alcohol that we buy for the show. Right? Okay. Well, it was nice chatting with you, bud. Yeah. I love you, Mom. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, friends. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Please share our show with your brutal and bizarre friends. Give us a boozy follow on your favorite podcast platform. If you're feeling extra generous, we'd appreciate a five-star rating or review as well. But maybe do that sober so all the letters are in the right place. You can find all our contact information in the show notes. We love hearing from you, and if you're interested in helping us stock the bar for our future boozy episodes, you can find our Patreon link in the show notes as well.